Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Lumos. Hiya lads and lasses, welcome you back to Shield Cottage Radio. I'll be your host today, Ezra, aka Bill, otherwise known as Sir Ezra the Watchful, History of Magic Professor, the Flander Wizard, obviously. Please welcome your lovely design witch, the fascination of fourth year, and me wonderful co-host in yours, Lottie aka Fleur. Einen wunderschönen guten Tag, we are so happy you are here. Come on in, make yourself at home in our beautiful little cottage in Edinburgh, in Scotland, on the outskirts of Tinworth. This is episode number 61 of Shell Cottage Radio, and this week we will talk about chapter 8 of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, Flight of the Fat Lady. As always, we'll start with our cottage catch-up, train you and ourselves for future trivia nights, and do our best to learn more about magical and fantastic beasts. We cannot wait to give you some catch-up today. Yeah. So much has happened. We are on our summer break. We're on the Royal Mile, folks. We are. <laughs> I don't know if the Scottish intro I mean, that I just did will make it in to the cut because we did a normal and a Scottish version. I hope the Scottish one gets in there. And if not, then uh, you guys can riot because I took my time and had fun with it. I have been around so many Scots. It is just wild. It's and I'm so loving fun. It. Hey, let's do this. Okay, if you are listening and you're from Scotland... Send us a voicemail on oh. Instagram and do a Scottish, a real Scottish intro for us. We'll us play the, it on the show. Yeah, get, y'all, get, give us some, either read a passage or just say hello, something. Yes. Oh my gosh. If that happens, we will literally insert it in the next episode. Yeah. So as soon as, or as soon as we get it, you know, if this is like a year from now and you just listen, please send <laughs> us it because it would make my day. <laughs> I know. It's, I don't think they realize how like, um, I, 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 well, maybe they do. I don't know. Because I, I think I have I have a Midwest accent. You know, I just have the normal classic, Yeah. I guess I sound American. You know what I mean? But, yeah. I mean, people on the streets right away know you're American. Once yeah. You, I mean. Yeah. But I don't really know how. You, you never know how you sound to somebody else or whatever, True. I guess. And it's just, I love listening to people's accents. I, I know, love me what, too. It's like fun. your friends it's so who fun. speak, uh, you know, largely German, but they speak a little English to me yeah. and they have, they have uh, heavy accents. I love it. I think it's super cute and it's great. So, yeah. you know, anyways, I just love, I, lo- I love the British, the Australian accent. I love <laughs> the uh, Scottish accent. I love it all. So, you know, yeah. Let us, ca- Canadian even. 
We actually watch a few Canadian shows. That's true. And, and you can't, I mean, the difference is not, lo- it's not huge. Yeah. But just when they say the about, about, sometimes yeah. I catch myself. Let's just say it's Brill. Aww. Yeah. It's Brill and it's Fab. Hi, it's Fab. We it's learned totally a new word today. It was, I don't fab. know if, I, I don't know if that was just like young Scottish slang. Yeah. Or if they often say Brill and Fab. If that's something that they yeah. that, that that adults say as well, or is that just what the young kids are saying here in Scotland? You know, I don't know. Yeah, let, I mean, if you do know, let us know. Yeah, we don't if you're know. One, if you're one of those people, so let many us know. know. You got kids knows. or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> like it was it. Yeah, but, but I'll tell you what. Hey, yeah. the the cake and the coffees and the lattes and oh, yeah. the Scottish breakfasts that we've been having have been fab. Really, truly, we are enjoying our time here, and we haven't been home for a while. We right. went to Germany to see my family. We had an absolutely beautiful, beautiful wedding day, wedding ceremony. Yeah. With, you know, really my closest family and friends and your dad was there. Yeah. And it was emotional. Yeah. And, you know, we, I think we really went into it and didn't think, oh, this has to be the perfect day and everything has to be fab. Yeah. Fab or brill. Yeah, I know. You know? <laughs> And then everything was just perfect on that day. And I, yeah, at four, four, four days after the day of our ceremony, I, I still got teary-eyed just because my family was together again. And it's mm-hmm. it's so hard to get everybody together in my family because we kind of live all, all over the globe. Yeah. You know, my brother and, and his girlfriend, they live in Australia. We live in the States. And then... We have other family members who were born in Argentina. Yeah, yeah. And they see their family, go see their family sometimes. And it's just, it's just so wonderful that they come together to be with us and, and witness, you know, our moment together. And yeah, yeah. it's more, way more beautiful than I thought it would ever be. And just turned into a hugely wonderful, amazing, little teary eyed, emotional. Yeah ceremony yeah uh people kept surprising us with like you know speeches and songs and songs and i was like what is going on i know so that was was great we were we were showered with love yeah Um, yeah and And we're blessed and we're grateful and we're thankful uh and we learned a lot i i was uh, (laughs) absolutely yeah Yeah. i was was telling lottie i think that whole time i had i i yeah there was a just i don't know it's been a a year of transition so many different transitions Mm -hmm. you guys have heard about here on the podcast (laughs) and stuff and that was sort of our last big, I felt like big um, hurdle to kind of get yeah, over think, for us to just kind of yeah, settle down a little bit. thing we were anticipating yeah. to really do, because I haven't seen my family in so long. Yeah. And yeah. that way everybody, yeah, just really had a good time together. And and then from there, two days after, we went on a little trip to Scotland again, because we love Scotland. We love coming here yeah. with your dad and it was absolutely amazing. Yeah, oh yeah. Your dad was a little overwhelmed by the big city of Berlin. Yes. <laughs> and then we landed in Edinburgh, and thank goodness we planned to go go out into the Highlands right away because it was absolutely stunning. And we, it was so cute. Your dad tried to take so many pictures and videos because yeah. he just wanted to capture the beauty of the mountains. Right. Truly, we felt like we were in the Misty Mountains. Oh, yeah. And, you know, riding our car like the Hogwarts Express at the same time through the Highlands. And we saw 
Oh, the viaduct. Yeah. Yes, we did. We went to see the viaduct and um, we yet have to post uh, all our pictures from Scott. Not all of them. That would be a lot, but yeah. quite a few pictures we will post on our Instagram, Flora and Bill. But it was so cute. Your dad was adorable. He was like a little kid. He was so excited. He's been wanting to come for three or four years now, right? Oh, yeah. Four years is when you first planned the trip and then COVID hit and you couldn't go. Yeah. And now we finally got to take him here and it was really, really special. Yeah, it was it was really cool. He he was like a little kid running around, like taking pictures and just where do we go next? What do we do? And asking all these different questions. And he was yeah, uh, yeah. He was overwhelmed by by Berlin, and he was over overwhelmed by Edinburgh being here. Yeah, we just hours ago put him on a plane. Yeah. So <laughs> the, earlier this morning, we put him on a plane and and uh, hugged him, and so yeah, that was that was pretty pretty wild. Yeah. Um, and I'm just so glad we got to do it. And I I want, mm-hmm. we wanted to give you guys. I guess this update just to let you know where we've been, what's been going on, because it all kind of hit all at once, and it was yeah. uh, we weren't sure if we were going to go. That's what I think we said that in, um, two updates ago or something or, or, yeah. or what have you, and we weren't sure if uh, if if this was this trip was even going to happen. So then it did, and then we didn't even have time to think about it <laughs> uh, or to let anybody know. We just sort of like, oh, gotta go. Here we go. We're going, yeah. and it was it yeah taught us a lot, and uh, it was it was really good. And Scotland has been great. Yes. Very, inspirational very motivational um in a lot of ways and i drove on the left side of the road you did and you did such a fantastic job holy cricket guys (laughs) i was a master by the end you were beginning i was really touch and go right but But really it took you only one or two days and then you got figured out and um sometimes you just need that reminder sometimes you panic oh my gosh am i on the right side here you get confused because of all the roundabouts and where am i going and (laughs) which lane am i in oh yeah yeah yeah. um but yeah no you you got figured out pretty quickly and yeah you drove safely it was good i'm actually really happy it was a a fun experience and I, i i enjoyed it um it just yeah there were some narrow roads and some Mm -hmm. some some really tricky spots but but yeah, saw we, a lot of backpackers um, just hiking through the highlands, which was really cool. Yeah. Um, we saw a little bit of Loch Ness, but we didn't really stop there. Right. I know you wanted to go there, but it was very touristy. There was really nowhere to stop and look out at Loch Ness. Yeah. That was my problem is that, yeah, there was a castle we could have stopped at, but the it was the line was so long. So crowded, yeah. To even find parking there. And then we just drove alongside it yeah. and just got to look out at it. And I thought, that's pretty cool. Uh, did I maybe see Loch Ness, Nessie? Maybe I did. I think, I don't know. Was it shadows on the, I thought I saw something. But I will say that lock is long enough that for it's sure huge. you could hide several monsters. It is huge. I didn't there. realize how big it was. But, I think um, monster is the wrong word. I think Nessie's friendly. But yeah. I wonder if it ever made it into um, Harry Potter, if it's somewhere in the, you know, like one of the myth creatures fantastic beasts yeah don't know i mean um but we did have a cute little cottage we rented a cute little cottage in fort william or just outside of fort william and we had an amazing view of ben nevis the largest mountain in i think the uk yeah i think so um yeah that was that was really really almost overwhelming it was so beautiful yeah and I think that's just how what we like. We like the the northern climate, and we like the mist and the rain. And we had a lot of sunny days. We were really lucky with the weather. Yeah. And just to have the freedom to drive around, and we took many trips to Inverness to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Malay Mal- Malik. We always say it wrong. Yeah, Malik. Um, just a little port. Yeah, harbor yeah. town. Yeah. 
And yeah. it was all in all like really outside of Edinburgh, very peaceful and green. <laughs> just like, you know, just like you imagine Scotland. And lots yeah. of sheep and goat. Yeah. Goats. Yes. Yeah, a little um yeah, and we saw some hairy coos as well too. Oh yeah. Right? Not so, not very many, but no, a we few, saw a few, a few here and there. Yeah. Uh but it has been awesome. And if you ever get a chance to come see Scotland, yeah. I Highly encouraged. I know a lot of Harry Potter fans. Uh, like to. It's, it's on their list to, to come see yeah. this beautiful country. And we are so blessed. So th- like our whole love story, it was kind yeah. of centered around us meeting on a Harry Potter podcast. And, right. and, like, and then we decided actually, to go. To even before that. Well, yeah. No, our, some of our first interactions were us joking around. Going. About, like, yeah. To Scotland. Yeah. Some of those early courting <laughs> days we were like, you know. Talking about planning, Scotland. Planning on Yeah. yeah. And, my, the and, and the trip that got canceled with my dad, you know, all those different things. So it uh, was definitely, I don't know, a trip that I'm just so happy we're, you know, on and that we, we were finishing now and that yeah. dad got to come to. So, but yeah, we, we haven't been able to do, I thought we'd be able to do more content. I brought the recording equipment. Uh, we gave you guys an update from Germany, which was nuts. We did a little Star Wars podcasting over there as well, yeah. too. Uh, but uh, we, we were able to bring the equipment here, and it's the last day, and we just got... I thought we were going to have more time to, to do stuff, but, like, right. every day, you know, it was we just... Have things planned, and, I mean, yeah. really, you want it, we wanted to make it worthwhile for, da- for your dad, who yeah. we don't know if he's ever going to come back, so we want to really get, get as much in as we can and show him this beautiful country, this beautiful city. I mean, even Edinburgh is so versatile. That's why last time we came, we only stayed in Edinburgh, and the surrounding areas because there's so much to see because yeah. literally you have the sea the north yeah. sea you just walk for an hour or so or take a bus for half an hour to go to portobello beach or what's the other one crandon cramden cramden beach and they're just wild like really not the, one of those some um, you know typical summer beaches but very yeah. rough coastline and i really like that and then you have of course arthur's seat and and Col- even Carlton hill in the city where you can mm-hmm. have the really most amazing view over the city and you can t- see arthur's seat and we even got to go to the royal palace hollyrood palace where yeah. really the royals used to live and now if they still use it and i mean they're all i learned so much because we took the tour yeah. through the palace yeah. <laughs> we, so we we were cool overloaded my dad was was like let's go in here like places that we normally wouldn't go in yeah and take the tour he was like let's do it and yeah. i'm like okay absolutely so we did and and it was uh well worth it yeah well worth it but and i grew a new love for british scones with jam and tea honestly you guys won't believe this i'm drinking it's so good i'm drinking tea right now there's something about being in the uk and drinking tea mm. their tea is just so good i think yeah so i'll I, I get inspired. Honestly, like not just the tea and the food is amazing, but also little markets and, and the artwork here. Really, yeah, I, yeah. I I love it. I get inspired by all of it. Even like just walking so much through the city, architecture, meeting new people, new smells and sounds. And, and, and those, we see street performers every day. We see, like I said, artists selling their stuff on the market. And I'm just, I'm just like inspired to go back home with all these new memories and, and I don't know, just make something, yeah. create something, you know? Yeah. 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 No. <laughs> and I'm looking is. at you and you're grinning from ear to ear and it makes me happy. Yeah. No, it's really good. It is really good to kind of like, I don't know, um, just reflect on it and, and yeah. tell you guys a little bit about like our, our experience and hopefully inspire you a little bit to i don't know just just it no matter where it's at you know if, if it's this country another country your own 
backyard down the street, getting mm-hmm. away from just if you can, if you're able to, to, to get somewhere that you haven't been before, just yes. for, even if it's in your own state back in the yeah. United States. I mean, there's, there's something so much ab- to see. Yeah, there's so much to see. And it just makes me go like, wow. And I think mm-hmm. that's really what blew my dad away when he came over here was yeah. like, this world is huge. This world is big. Yeah. And and podcasting has connected me with so many different people. It's brought yeah. the love of my life to me. And, and it's been one of the coolest things I just cannot believe. Yeah. I, I really, I, it, I said it last episode and I'll say it again. It's just like we share the present and we are all here now. And I love when people reach out and send us an owl or when we chat with them or they comment on the YouTube videos or whatever it is because we're interacting with each other, yes. you know, and it's just, we're, it's, it's cool. It, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. Yeah. Even last episode, I loved reading all the owl posts. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Joan. Yeah. Joan. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Good Lord. Now I know how to say your name. I hope. Let us know, please. <laughs> yeah, please <still> don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, okay, what else? Um, sorry, longest update ever, longest cottage catch-up. I, I just feel like we just yeah want to talk about it. Yeah, when you when you travel and you reflect on it, and it's been a long time away from home, you can't. It's I feel like a little hobbit, you know, a little Bill. We talked about your dad being oh, he's Bilbo Bilbo Baggins, Baggins coming home, even though he Straight didn't really up. want to leave the comforts of his home. In the end, yeah. he did, yeah. and he had so many adventures, and now he's coming home and telling all these stories and right, right. you know to his family and church people and yeah it's yeah. just amazing and i feel like a little yeah hobbit too who who can't wait to return home but also had, what's the family that is um where they always say they're a little bit more adventurous the more tooks. adventurous the, the tooks the tooks that's yeah. right yeah i feel the took side of you, you i have that is, took in me <laughs> yeah and i think all of us do that's sort of what tolkien yes. was saying and that we go out on that on that great adventure <laughs> that you know we, you hear that calling and if you get a chance to to go or to do that um it's it's cool it's just doing something that's a little bit different from what you normally do too you know just yeah. mixing things up and uh trying something new is exciting and it's cool and it's just uh yeah it's and great but yeah yeah last thing like you said um sometimes you don't have the time or the means to travel and you know travel far away yeah but when after i went on my four months of traveling um during my after i finished my bachelor's degree in uni yeah and i came home and i realized there's so much you can do, like you said, where you are at, the area where you're at. Yeah. Mi- they call it micro travel. Yeah. Really yeah. have the spirit of a traveler, but d- you don't have to go far. There's mm-hmm. so much, uh, you know, surrounding just your... Just outside your door. Just, yeah, just outside <laughs> your door that you probably have never seen or haven't seen with the eyes of someone who's never been, you know, like a traveler. True, and yeah. That's yeah. Pr- really, really cool. Well, because I think a lot of people <laughs> we interacted with here, my dad was talking to the guy who was replacing the window. I know, right? I and mean, that's, that's just a normal day for them, but for him, right. it, it was, was a special interaction. Yeah, with the two real two true Scotsmans Scot- walked yeah. in here, and Dad took every opportunity he could <laughs> to talk to them, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I know, and they so were br- they were absolutely wonderful. Like they yeah. just took the, that's the other thing too. The hospitality here in Scotland, you guys do it right, yeah. straight up. I like know. they are hospitable people. Yes, they are. Every, I mean, literally, I've not had a single person who wasn't. Yeah. So a very wholesome trip. Okay. All right. Uh, ready for a, w- a wee bit of, of tra- trivia training. A wee bit of Traveler trivia training. training. Huh? Traveler training. Traveler training. Sure. <laughs> Give it to me. Okay. So today is a special day. Yeah. It is Harry James Potter's 
birthday. Today is July 31st. Yeah, the day in which we're recording. So my question for you today is not when is Harry Potter's birthday, but when is Tom Riddle's, a.k.a. Voldemort's birthday? Do you remember? Mm. I know you remember the month, but I don't remember. The exact day? Day and the year. It is either all the year. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, It's pretty tough. I know it's December, and I would say it is the... 31st? It is. Yeah, it is basically New Year's Eve. Yeah. Okay. So it's December 31st. <laughs> and then, uh, let's see, would it be 37? 1937? No. What is it? Sweetie, he's a grandpa. What? He's born in 1926. 26, He was wow. 71 years old when he was, you know, defeated by Harry Potter. Wow. He was a grandpa. I mean... Is that crazy to think about? That is a little crazy. <laughs> 71. He looked pretty good for 71. <laughs> I mean, he's a wizard. So I mean, he had horcruxes. They get a little older. He so had horcruxes. Gonna look into this horcrux biz. Yeah. You know? He was born again. <laughs> so maybe when he was, while he was not really alive, maybe he didn't age during those years. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Know. But does that make, if Hagrid went to school with him, does that make Hagrid like? Oh, Hagrid's old. Pretty old? Yeah. Yeah. Er, I should say. <laughs> it's just a number. Eight. It's just a number. It's just a number. True. And again, um, yeah. some wizards are six hundred years old. So, yeah. there you go. But yeah, December thirty first, nineteen twenty six. I like it. Cool. Well, uh, yeah, nineteen twenty six. Okay. All yeah. right. You said you would have. A very fantastic beast for us today. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, as Newt would have it, we like to educate ourselves on on magical beasts. And- <laughs> what? You, you rescue these creatures? Yes, that's right. Rescue, nurture, and protect them. I'm, I'm gently trying to educate my fellow wizards about them. Come on. So here we go. Today, uh, we're talking about the ogre. <laughs> I remember that from the chapter. I was like, wait, ogre? Ogre. Shrek. I forget that that was ever in mentioned in Harry Potter, but do they... It's is that twice. actually twice. the ogre that is Shrek's? Shrek is an ogre. Yeah. yeah. So it's it, the this same... is not a troll. Don't, th- don't confuse this with like a mountain troll who comes in and... Troll <laughs> in the dungeon. No, this is a ogre uh, that was... They thought it was an ogre, right? So okay. Ron and Hermione are at Hogsmeade, yeah. and they think it's an ogre. They're not quite sure. Uh, it's described in the wiki as looking like ogres and ghouls. Ghouls okay. look alike, yeah, except yeah, for yeah. the slimy skin, I guess. So anyway, we all know we all know Shrek, yeah. and I just picture Shrek. I do too. Sitting over there at at Hogsmeade. Wait, and do he's you think just, she did uh, that on purpose to, to kind of? I don't know. Link. I don't know wink. when. I don't know when sure. those things all happen, you know, oh, when okay. she wrote it versus when it, I don't think so. But anyway, um, it's like little is known about the ogre. Like that's <laughs> only mentioned twice. Uh, the other time that's mentioned is during Goblet of Fire when the, what's that band called? The Weird Sisters? Yeah. Right. They're singing their song and they're talking about something like uh, throw your hands in the air like an ogre. That just don't care. <laughs> Wait, is that what they sing in Something the in like, the movie? Even yeah, I think so. Their hands um, up in the air. Yeah, like a it's, like an ogre doesn't care. Yes. No 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 no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the the history. So yeah, little's known about them apart from their appearance, which is similar to that of a ghoul. 
Um, okay. Ron and Hermione possibly saw an ogre in the Three Broomsticks during their first trip to Hogsmeade on October 31st, 1993, although it's uncertain if this was an ogre or simply an ogre-like individual. But I thought, wow. man, uh, that's kind of interesting. Wow, okay. So I just Googled this because I didn't know this. I thought the author, whoever came up with Trek, just came up with the word ogre, but it's an actual mm. mytho- mythological, mythological creature. Yeah. And study.com says ogres have their origins in 12th century Arthurian, Arthurian, Arthurian? Arth- yeah, like Arthur. Myth? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And were popularized in books of tales such as Charles Perrault's Tales of Mother Goose. Okay. Ogres also appear in folklore and myths from cultures around the globe. They so they're are real. almost always hungry for human flesh yeah. and specifically for children and babies. Oh, goodness. Oh, they probably use that myth to, to scare kids. You know, if right, you don't, right, if you don't right. behave, then the ogre will come and, come and get you. Eat you. Yeah. <laughs> Which is nuts. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. But anyway, I yeah, didn't it's, know that. there he is. And so they, they Maybe run, they run into an ogre new. and I wonder what they're like. And, mm-hmm. Is it as nice as Shrek or not as nice as Shrek? And all those things. Yeah. You know? Just thought it was kind of cool. I wonder, too. It stuck out to me. It's definitely not in a Fantastic Beast. And no, not in Fantastic Beast. And, mm-hmm. yeah, Newt did not. Uh, yeah, so this is one that's actually not in the book. Mm. Right? Well, maybe it's too human-like. You know how um, some creatures are not in there because they're not classified as beasts yeah it could be it could because it was clearly in the three broomsticks it was in the three broomsticks Mm. like having a drink so yeah maybe this doesn't this doesn't classify as a magic you know fantastic beast yeah like the giants are not really beasts how how you know what how dare i this is i can't believe i even put this i can't believe i just did this what that i just said that we were going to cover a magical beast and i i i referred to this (laughs) this ogre as a beast oh that's fine that's fine we learned something new we actually educated ourselves How on disrespectful beings. I? I think they're called beings. Then. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I know you're trying to be funny, and I'm trying to be serious. I'm yeah, trying okay. to tell you, you did a good, good job. Yeah, it's a very German, uh, <laughs> American situation going on here right now. <laughs> but uh, otherwise, that's it. That's that's all there is. I just that's wanted cool. to throw out the ogre reference for this chapter, and it's only mentioned twice. And so it's like, if this chapter goes by and we don't mention the ogre, we will never mention <laughs> it again. So. Well, thank you for educating us. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. All right. Are we uh, ready for the chapter summary then? Absolutely. Let's hear it. Chapter 8, Flight of the Fat Lady. The first couple of weeks of school have now gone by. While Defense Against the Dark Arts has become everyone's new favorite subject, classes like Divination and Potions are a nightmare for Harry. In Potions, Snape picks on the Gryffindors, and especially on Neville, worse than ever. He didn't seem to like the story of the Bogart taking his shape and wearing Granny Longbottom's clothes. Professor Trelawney, on the other hand, keeps foreseeing Harry's dark and deadly future, and gets teary-eyed every time she sees him. Even Care for Magical Creatures has become one of the dullest classes in their third year. Hagrid has lost his confidence and decides to stick to the most boring and uninteresting creatures you could find such as flobber worms. At least one thing cheers Harry up. Quidditch season is approaching and team captain Oliver Wood is more motivated than ever to win the Quidditch Cup for Gryffindor this year. It's his last chance as a seventh year student. Determined to give it their all, the Gryffindor team starts practicing three nights a week regardless of the cold and rainy October weather. This puts Harry in a way better mood until the first visit to Hogsmeade is announced. Uncle Vernon never signed his permission slip. His last chance would be to ask Professor
Professor McGonagall if she, as head of his house, could give him permission. The trio is still in the common room discussing how to get Harry into Hogsmeade when suddenly Crookshanks tries to attack Scabbers again. With a lot of effort, Ron and Hermione each grab their pet, but Ron is furious with Hermione and barely talks to her the next morning. When the three arrive at the Transfiguration classroom, however, they are met by a crying Lavender Brown. Her pet rabbit Binky has been killed by a fox. Pavardi points out that Trelawney had predicted that something Lavender was dreading would happen on October 16th, which is today. Hermione tries to counter with logic and explains that Lavender was not exactly dreading the death of her bunny. This does not improve the situation at all, and Ron and the others don't want to talk to Hermione for the rest of the lesson. McGonagall reminds the Gryffindors to turn in their Hogsmeade permission forms, but when Harry approaches her and asks her for consent to go without his guardian's signature, she has to turn him down. Rules are rules. The next couple of days are hard for Harry to endure, as everyone is getting more and more excited about the trip to the village. On October 31st, after seeing Ron and Hermione off, Harry wanders around the castle alone, trying to think of something to do. As he is passing one of the corridors, Professor Lupin spots him from his office and kindly invites him in for a cup of tea. After some friendly small talk, the two discuss the first defense lesson with the Bogart. Lupin explains that he was certain Harry's Bogart would turn into Lord Voldemort, and that he wanted to avoid at all costs for the kids to see the Dark Lord in his classroom. Harry is perplexed at this answer, because he knew the Bogart would have turned into the Dementor rather than you-know-who. He actually feels relieved that Lupin didn't think he was too weak to fight a Dementor Bogart. Then Harry and Lupin are interrupted by Snape, who hands Lupin a potion to drink. Harry can't believe that Professor Lupin would willingly drink a potion brewed by someone who is known to be after the DADA position, and also very interested in the Dark Arts. But Lupin seems very confident in Snape's good intentions and drinks the potion with no hesitation. In the late afternoon, Hermione and Ron return with their pockets full of goodies and candies from Hogsmeade. Together, the three make their way down to the Halloween feast. Even with a belly full of Honeyduke sweets, Ron and Hermione manage to get second helpings of everything. They enjoy great entertainment provided by the ghost, and Harry just happens to be in a fantastic mood again. After a brilliant night at the banquet, the trio climb the stairs of Gryffindor Tower to get back to their common room. They realize that the fat lady has left her canvas, which has been violently slashed into pieces. Peeves the poltergeist swoops in, and with excitement reports that it was none other than Sirius Black, who attacked the poor fat lady's portrait to force his way into Gryffindor's dormitories. A shame, your headship, sir. Oh, I know. <laughs> a shame. I wrote down the same thing. Your headship, sir. Also, and Professor Head. Professor Head. <laughs> Please refer to me from uh, here on out as Professor Head. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. I'm wow. Being, I'm being wow. serious. <laughs> I'm being that's dead serious. Okay. Thank you, Peeves, for that. Uh, Peeves' interaction with Dumbledore was brill. Okay. It was fab. But let's uh, let's go back to the beginning of the chapter. The chapter. Yeah, uh, and I want to start off by saying that I feel bad. You know, Trelawney is, she's really wrecked. She is seeing something when she looks at Harry. Crying. I know. Actual tears. Yeah. Poor Harry. Well, think of all the things that she's seeing, though, you know? She's the, seeing Voldemort. She's, I know. People, are, people think that she's just... Like, it's just a show. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee if you ask, like, you know how they, Professor McGonagall kind of insinuates that, oh, each year she picks one kid to kind so, of see yeah. the Grim on? No, 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 no. I think the kid last year who she picked to see the Grim on, we don't know. Maybe she really did see something, right? And maybe that, yeah. that student isn't going to, is going to, die, I don't know, die early or something or, or have an untimely death. But when she looks at Harry, she is definitely seeing things. For sure. Yeah, Multiple times. I think so, too. She made the actual prophecy about Harry and Voldemort. I think and she will make yeah. another one again. So to think that yeah. she's not actually 
being troubled her, by something with her Harry. Her and her eye ha- definitely has a certain connection with Harry because he, I mean he's the chosen one who changes the Wizarding World's fate, right? And then yeah. I wonder if she does have that connection with Neville too, because he was yeah. potentially you know that's all about potential. Mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. The, seeing the future is all about seeing potential, right? Yeah. And and Neville had the potential to be that chosen one, but um anyway, wh- what I was going to say is sometimes people exaggerate like. Maybe Professor McGonagall said, oh, yeah, every year she says that, even though she's only said it like twice. You know, like it feels like, you know how you sometimes just say, oh, yeah, every every time (laughs) we do that, that happens. But it's actually only been like twice. Sweetie, are you being serious right now? (laughs) Are you calling me out for No, I think it's good. A good storyteller needs to. (laughs) Exaggerate a little bit. And I'm not good good at it. So I was hyperbole. Yeah. Good old hyperbole. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's just, important. It's a it's a skill. You it's need important. To. It's important. You got to make your <laughs> when you're making your points and you're trying to leave an impression on somebody. It's it's important. Yeah. So, but I just want to say that I think I would have really liked Trelawney's class. Me too. I think I we've been talking about this, right? Yeah. This would be such a fun class to me. Yeah. Too. Yeah. But I also understand Harry, who says he cannot really like her because every time he goes, it's negative energy for him, right? Yeah, it's, oh, it's, yeah, for sure. I mean, every time he goes there, there's something she sees or something she seems to be upset about mm-hmm. that's connected to his, I mean, death or even just yeah. something's going to happen to him. I mean, who his wants past, to hear that future, all the time, you sure. know? I wouldn't want to go back there then. Yeah. but and, and because we see it through Harry's eyes, it's like not the greatest class. But I think... If you see it from other students' perspectives, then it would be a great class, to, a fun class to, to take. Yeah, I mean, so what is it? Lavender and, La- Lavender and Parvati? They are drawn to her. And yeah. let's say they have the inner, like they're more Maybe connected they do, yeah. with that as witches. Yeah. Perhaps they are. And so it speaks to them more mm-hmm. or resonates with them in a way and they're interested in this. I think that's amazing. Yeah. You know, I have students every day who come in and they're like super into math. And I'm like, yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah, that speaks <laughs> that's to them. That's <laughs> a foreign language to me, but I'm glad that it speaks to you. And they like their math teachers. They're drawn to They want to talk to them about those things. Yeah. And so I, I think it's really cool that these two do kind of gravitate. And I'm glad that it's mentioned, right? That they that yeah. she has students who, what she say? Like they're haunting her class, you know, after hours and stuff. Like, I know. <laughs> like wanting more, wanting more from the teacher. And what else can we learn? And, uh, yeah, and she's legit. That's yeah. the thing. People think she's a fraud, but she is actually legit, and people don't say that enough. Yeah, true. I agree with you. Okay, yes. And also, it reminds me, very, very strongly reminds me of, if you've ever seen Avatar Last Airbender, remember mm-hmm. Aunt Wu? Yeah. And Aunt Katara, uh, Aunt Katara, what am I saying? What are you saying? Who's that? Katara, Katara. who, the, there was this lady who was also a um, fortune teller. Okay. The, the whole village depends on her always saying, oh, is the volcano going to break out or not? And she says, yeah. no, nothing's going to happen to the village. It was what she said. Yeah. And then the volcano breaks, breaks out and Sokka, who is a little bit like Hermione. Yeah. He's like, well, there you go. She, she, she was wrong. The volcano is going to break out. And then... They saved the village, and in the end, she says, "Well, I said nothing's gonna happen to the village." Duh. Yeah. And yeah. Katara, <laughs> she was right, and nothing happened to the village. But Katara, she was the one who was seeking out guidance from her and wanted to know how many children she's gonna have and right. if she's gonna marry a handsome man or whatever. You know, she was she was totally all about this, and it, it reminds yeah. me so much. I envision Parvati and Lavender going back for. I mean, as a 
how old are they? 13? Yeah. As a 13 year old girl, that's, I mean, all you want to know is, am I going to yeah. meet a nice boy or a nice person? Yeah. What's my life after school going to be like? It's all what fascinates those yeah. kids. And it's yeah. cool that tr- she takes the time to, to help them and, and right. tell them more about it and teach them. So yeah. Shout out to Tr- <laughs> Tr- Trelawney. I think if uh, an interesting element would have been, or even for like a future... You know, like if uh, J.K. Rowling decided to kind of continue on or do another series or something with either Harry's kids or just another mm-hmm. student at Hogwarts, a student who is a seer. Uh, yeah, a confirmed seer. Because we all have, we, we get the feeling awesome. that Ron may be a seer. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. many theories about different people being seers. But no, like, like, but like, like a, a legit seer. Yeah. Yeah, so, so, so like someone who comes in and is, and is really in tune and is seeing things yeah. and and is like letting people know but that hey to be careful about this thing and they're like oh yeah you don't know what you're talking about and then legitimately like that person could is just trying to help other people but also trying to like figure out that power and what do i do with it it would be a fascinating very creative i think story uh yeah to life of a seer yeah that'd be cool a new main character that'd be a cool story yeah uh but anyways yeah Trelawney's awesome and i just think it's uh it's it's a cool thing and, and uh i think we did an episode where we talked about all the things that she gets right and, and we did yeah i'll continue to point those out to you guys as we <laughs> as we go along because yeah. one of them happens in this chapter later oh that's right we gotta talk about this later but um yeah, yeah in general we get this feeling again of the school year started and now we're a few weeks in right so we get a lot of homework. We have an idea now of the new classes that they're taking, the new teachers. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, yep. Hagrid has changed his curriculum a little bit because he doesn't want anything to happen again in his class. So now they're studying flubber worms, which is very, very boring. And uh, even though there's so much potential in this subject of care for magical creatures, <laughs> now they're just looking at worms and it's um, not very exciting. But everyone loves everyone besides Malfoy loves DADA classes with Lupin. Right. He's their favorite teacher. Um, Before you move too far on from the Hagrid thing, yeah. you know, has he's changed his curriculum and stuff. It made me think that if you were to start out this next year as a German teacher, and instead of going with the classic textbook, you said, all right, students, we're going outside and we're going to learn how to use those German commands, the ones that we've been, uh, you know, studying in class, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're going to go outside and there's a German shepherd. <laughs> dog oh what? german shepherd dog <laughs> and we're going to use those commands to instruct the dog around, and something goes wrong and then the oh. principal's like say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it every time and if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay. You know, Frau yeah. Kirk, we need to uh, move it back to the classroom. <laughs> 
Sorry, you messed up there. You went, you went, you went a little crazy. Yeah. And now we've got to adjust the curriculum. Yeah. And then you just, you just, I was just trying fine. To think of a now I'm going to do the most boring thing ever because uh, it looks like I can't do anything exciting here with this class. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just like a, like a chemistry teacher where an experiment <laughs> yeah. goes wrong day one. And they're like, well, I guess we're not doing experiments anymore, you know, yeah. or woodshop teacher and there's an accident. <laughs> like yeah. Just, sorry. Trying yeah. to relate it back to actual teaching. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so I have another one too about rumors because you're talking about mm-hmm. everyone loves DADA. Yeah. Right? Yes. So this legit happens in the teaching profession. All right. Oh, yeah. I, I know what you're about to say. Where some <laughs> teacher has came in and they taught a cool they're lesson. The, the, they're, they're the goat now. They're the goat. This teacher <laughs> like, let's go. <laughs> the kids walk out of there and they're like talking about it. Everyone's and hyped. you know what happens? You know what happens? <laughs> oh, yeah. Those older teachers... I and I say older. I'm also in this group. I don't mean like beyond me. <laughs> I mean, not. they just. I should say, and maybe it's not always older. It's a, it could be a new teacher. It could just be, you know, whoever. Yeah. Um, they. It's just the fact that so, they've been there. Yeah. Right. They've been there for several years. Right. Right. As teaching, and whether it's a veteran teacher or not, they come in do something different, new, and cool. Yeah. And those teachers. Oh, I, the the things we I've heard in the, in the teachers lounge. They roll it, their eyes and Oh, they yeah. do more than roll yeah. their eyes. I mean, all like the next thing you know, they're not even teaching their own class. They're peeking around the corner in that classroom wondering I know. what's going on in here. <laughs> this is it's almost like an umbrage situation. Yeah. They are not going by the prescribed curriculum. Yeah. What is going th- this is a prescribed thing and th- they're going off the book. It is crazy, you guys. I'm. Te- it's. I, I, I love it. I mean, I love teaching, and I love. How dare they make classes how fun? Dare they? But anyway, because because Snape is actually more upset that it's like it's loop. It's it involved him personally, and, and there yeah. was a situation where with uh, Neville Longbottom. Oh yeah, true. That too. I mean, that's yeah. I got a little personal. Another thing that I mean, you was that cool? I don't know. It's it's meant to be funny, and it's it's the student. Yeah overcoming a fear of yeah. that teacher it was real fear that neville had and legitimate fear by the way because of I know, the treatment cool. of, of, of snape it's not so. right e- yeah that's not right either yeah sure but yeah. yeah was was it okay <laughs> for him to kind of help him with that little imagination i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah i mean we talked about that fun class and and it was great and i i understand why all the kids are hyped up about yeah defense but also what they're hyped up about, especially Harry and his teammates, is Quidditch season is approaching. And you know whose last season it is? Oliver Woods. Yep. It is his last chance to win the Quidditch Cup. And I feel for him. Yeah. Because he's right. I think they do have the best team in the school. They do. Flat and out. Ginny's not even playing yet. No. <laughs> right. True. But I really, really... I'm rooting for him because this is this means so much to him. Yeah. And I I remember my last year I was allowed to play like the what you call it? I don't know, youth championship for Berlin. Yeah. For volleyball cuz then you get too old. You can't next year you can't play anymore. And I remember we got third place, which meant bronze medal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was so happy and proud that I you know, me and my team we achieved that in the last year I was able to play. Because yep. it means something, even though my life wouldn't have been very different, even if, if we had not won that medal. But in that moment, it just, 
It makes you proud. It makes you feel yeah. like you achieved really something um, before moving on. So did he ever go on play Quidditch after school? I yeah, I think I think Oliver, Oliver? I think he did. Uh, I, I forget which team for. But yeah, I, I, I'd love seeing him fired up. And I, I do get the idea that if it's your last year and you're you're really wanting to to pull it out, you've had really, really, really bad luck, then yeah, this is, this is good for... Good for him and good, good, good for them. And it's so great because it's it's set up with this like something happens and they think there is no chance, right? Right. It's sort of like ah crap again, bad luck. Dementors on the field. Cedric Diggory gets the snitch. How right. did we lose to Hufflepuff? Yeah. Right. Well, let me tell you, Hufflepuff's freaking awesome. That's that's how. true. They're fab. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So you know, but it'll it'll end up okay. By the way, mm-hmm. Puddlemere United. Puddlemere. Puddle Mirror United <laughs> as a reserve player. Yeah. That's what he, the team he joined. And I, I I guess professionally. And let me see. We are probably going to see the actor next week, aren't we? Oh, yeah. We'll be at LeakyCon. <laughs> yeah. Next week, we're going to LeakyCon after we come back. Yeah. When you guys hear this, it's probably like we're recording on the 31st and then we'll probably be, probably be out there. Sean Biggerstaff. Mm-hmm. And I know that. You and, and Swisher Flick, you already... Met him. You met him before. <laughs> Walked cool. around in Orlando, <laughs> actually. That's pretty amazing. It's pretty cool. Okay. So, quit a training, classes, all exciting, and then typical Hogwarts school year. Hermione and Ron are bickering. Yeah. <laughs> That's, you didn't expect me to say that next. <laughs> no, 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 they are. It's it's, Crookshank, it's Crookshanks versus Scabbers. Yeah. And I just started thinking um, at, at this bit, you know, does Crookshanks attack other animals? You know, Hermione could, or other pets or other things, right? And I think the answer is no. I don't think Crookshanks is, we, we never get an encounter where Crookshanks is like jumping after other people's toads or yeah. rats or owls at or At least we don't whatever. get to see it. We yeah. don't see it. Well, and I have to imagine that there's a lot of them around the common room, mm, right? That there's other... I don't think, you know, Hermione does very well in this chapter or is very... She She's just being herself. She doesn't really mean to insult anybody. Mm-hmm. But I think if Scabbers wasn't Peter Pettigrew, I would say Hermione is a little bit disrespectful towards Ron and his pet because she admits that Crookshanks just doesn't know better he's a cat and it's in his nature to chase rats. So she's basically acknowledging that it could happen that Crookshanks eats or hurts Ron's rat at some point Yeah, to me. And that's not very, I mean, that's not very nice. And and then Ron really notices that Crookshanks is a special animal because he said Scabbers is in the school bag. And then moments later, Crookshanks is attacking his school bag. Yeah. So he was like, the cat understand what i was saying absolutely so he definitely i mean and hermione's like nine nine <laughs> nine and after after that interaction we get the whole binky incident lavender's rabbit has right so passed the, away or was killed by a fox or something. right on the on the 16th of october absolutely so we get the whole uh, this is the thing that she's been dreading. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, well, I've really been dreading it, you know. Um, yeah. It, yeah, I go back to Trelawney looking around the room and scanning and, and having gone from Neville to someone else, sensing dread in the person mm-hmm. she was just viewing and then moving to Lavender and seeing October 16th. Well, yeah, if you're quickly gl- glancing around the room and you sensed dread with someone else, 
and the next person you see you you kind of carry that emotion yeah. of dreading over to foresight into a traumatic event mm-hmm. you might have put the word dread in there yeah i think i just think that it's it's real it's not that she didn't see those things it's just that she how you interpreted them and how you right. how you kind of sift through a lot of that sight that's what i think yeah uh yeah i think you can see it from both perspectives there is i think it's a major coincidence then if yeah that's true though that I mean, something really happened that day because how many days go by where lavender's not brought to tears exactly and and she might i mean hermione brings up binky didn't really die today but you just got the message today well yes but you know how the future how reading the future is a complicated profession so yeah. making little mistakes like that for sure and again i i go back to like those little technicalities i don't remember exactly mm-hmm. how it goes down whether or not hermione says well your rabbit didn't die today yeah she does she does say that okay so my counter to that is that Trelawney was not reading the future of that rabbit. She was reading Lavender's. Yeah. That's that's a good point, yeah. Right, she was reading Lavender. And when did Lavender, when Learn did this about hit it. or yeah. experience happen for her? It happened on this day. Exactly. But even Hermione, even, you know, going away from if Trelawney was right or not. Again, Hermione in his chapter with other people's pets, she might be right logically, Binky was a baby. Why would you dread? Or, or it didn't even happen today. But it is not the right moment to insist on being right. You yeah, know, yeah. to to insist on no, I'm my perspective or my opinion is right on this. Yeah, yeah, that's just it's, matu- it's maturity. That's actually yeah. it's really well written. I mean, that's the thing. I think J.K. Rowling does a really good job of showing how these kids grow up and how uh, yes. how immature it's, they are. No, it it's feels great. real. Yeah. It feels real. That's it does. Because you see so many kids who they I see it a lot who they they understand how to be mature and yeah. and and they can at times but yeah. then it just you're you're learning you're figuring everybody it out everybody makes that, mistakes and even yeah. hermione is not perfect and i love that she has flaws and i love that yeah. sometimes because she's, she's awesome <laughs> yes oh my goodness yes i love hermione yeah and and she's real and you feel like yeah. that's that's someone that people want to strive to to be and it's okay to be it, same thing with snape too i know people get like kind of crazy about this I, I posted a couple mm-hmm. uh shorts on on snape and he's real yeah that's the thing though is that, that why is that character so relatable or, or alive yeah, yeah and why well why, why do people um defend him so so passionately mm-hmm. and why do people come after him so yeah. harshly it's like because yeah those people exist and there's there's there mm-hmm. i mean she's drawing she's making a character that feels very even though it's like total fantasy and there's magic yeah. and all these crazy elements involved with it like and it might seem but, kind of extreme, even though it is extreme, right? Yeah. He is an extreme character, but at the right. same time, he's not. Yeah. And he's he's just interesting, dynamic. Yeah. I think something that most of us agree on is that the characters are just so well written. Yep. And that's why the story is so relatable or, or mm-hmm. enchanting. Yeah, yeah. Real life, real world problems just in a magical world. Well, it, like how many times I know when people first read the series, your second, third time through... When Ron tells a joke or says something funny, it just, he, I mean, I say, I say says something funny, but <laughs> really just when Ron is speaking and interacting or, or kind of getting after a certain character, just in general, I find him funny. And I think yeah. that's like hard to sometimes do to make a character really feel fun to, to yeah. have comedy yeah. Yeah. in a book like, like this, you know? Yes. 
because he's comical. No, yeah, he is. Absolutely. A lot of times, and it's just it's great. Okay. 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 Um, moving on from that, so Lavender had her experience. Uh, Hogsmeade permission mm. is mm. denied. Yeah. And I feel bad for Harry, but what, yeah, can I, can I go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah what? Okay, so I wrote down McGonagall knows full well that Aunt Petunia and Uncle Vernon did not forget to sign the form. Yeah. And uh, it reminds me of, you know, chapter one of the whole series when she watches them before Harry was even left on their doorstep when he was a baby. Yeah. And I think she really, really is sorry. Yeah. But I also think she did the right thing as a teacher. Yeah. And I was going to ask you, what do you think? What would I have done as a teacher? Is that what you were going to ask me? Oh, (laughs) my gosh. So, yeah, let me think. Um, <laughs> there's me as a Hogwarts professor, and there's me as a real teacher. As a real okay, teacher. Okay, Professor Kirk. As a real teacher first. Oh, okay. Nay, no way. Ain't nobody signing that no, permission. Yeah. Slip, you know what I mean? Like, sorry, yeah, you can't do it. Like, sorry. Really, legally, this, this Ain't is what. no way. Yeah, no. Uh, you are out of luck, even though I feel for you, and I'm sorry, and all those good exactly. things. But I also go ahead and say, Ain't no way I'm buying you a Nimbus 2000 and whatever. <laughs> okay, yeah, true. And show favoritism like that. Okay. The Quidditch. Good counter. <laughs> okay. I'm not doing that either. True. Right. My gosh. Yeah. Um, and I ain't pulling a Hagrid up there, slipping some brandy in at Christmas time. My gosh. This is, it's a wild school. I love yeah. it. I love it. It's just fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but yeah, I mean, as, as a, in at this time, everyone knows that there's a danger for Harry. Right. That's the hidden secret. You're trying to protect him, yes. etc. Yada, 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 yada. So, so, yeah, no exception can be made this time. Although, would they, uh, during another time, hmm. they might have. Yeah. She might have. You know what's so hilarious, like comical in the end? Yeah. The, the threat that they're afraid of right now He's the one who's going to sign his permission slip in the future yeah, to go talk to me. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, I mean, like, I think if it were, I know, if it were like a regular time and there wasn't this threat of Sirius Black and they all understood what was going on, McGonagall would just reach out to them. You know, like, the, the, it's yeah. like, okay, look, we, Potter, I can't sign that for you. That's too far. But yeah. I lem, can let me reach out to Petunia and see. Ooh, do you think she would have done that? Could you imagine? <laughs> do you think she would have written to Petunia? Uh, she already pr- would probably know i mean she, the way she yeah. describes you know even spending a day watching them she was like they are absolutely horrible people yeah it would be crazy think about that for a sec for a second though if she did write petunia and had the interaction how petunia would want to one she it would it would make her so mad she wants nothing to do with it but then yet it would intrigue her and be very interesting for her and maybe it i don't know conjure up some of these other feelings that she had about her sister and about yeah. Hogwarts and uh, yeah. So it would be really interesting. And I just wish Petunia was a better person. I know. Yeah, I know. We talk about it so much Cause, and cause um, it's so cool. Yeah. But it's also great for the story. <laughs> She's not. But anyway, I had, I just had another thought. Yeah. What do you, th- how, <laughs> how do you think Filch reacted when a year later someone handed him the permission slip or does he even see them? I don't know. I guess McGonagall collects them, doesn't he? Wait a second. And sees the permission slip with the <laughs> signature of Sirius Black on there. Wait a second. Yeah, who 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 collected those? <laughs> I think it was mentioned that that uh, Minerva was connect, co- co- collecting them 
okay. after class. Okay. But what doesn't he say? No permission slip. In the movie, I think it's it's, it's him. Filch. It's Filch who's, who's sort of who's like collect- yeah yeah yeah. But I guess he never sees. Okay, and 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 McGonagall is in the. She knows. <laughs> Could you <about> imagine <laughs> though like, if Filch, if Potter, Potter stop? <laughs> Sirius Black did not sign this. Okay, <laughs> and if you're going straight to the headmaster for this yeah. crap, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. That'd be anyway interesting. Uh, so anyways, Harry does wander around Hogwarts. Filch does kind of confront him, runs, mm-hmm. you know, what are you doing, right? Get back up yeah, to your... Yeah, he's a little he's, bitter. Aren't you allowed to wander around? It's the yeah. weekend. But Filch yeah. is just being Filch, you know? No. So then he runs into Professor Lupin. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's... Can't, you what? Go ahead. I, I, I'm about to let you get your little Lupin Sorry, right I in here. Right. No, I just... I was wondering... Lupin specifically asks Harry in this moment, Harry, where will Ron and Hermione? Yeah. And I was wondering about that a little bit, but to me it feels like it feels like he's been anxious to speak to Harry alone. Oh and he's my. always making sure, like, are they around? You know, like can we have have a moment with his one of his best friend's son? We you don't know? compare notes, you guys, just so you know. Did you write that down? We take separate <laughs> notes and I literally wow. said how badly does Lupin want to talk to Harry yeah. about his father and mother? Does he struggle not to like him? Like, is that, is, is he imposing there a little bit? Yes. And then, you know, yeah. And also, especially if you remember what day it is. Yeah. It is Halloween. Right, right. And again, every Halloween, that is the day when Voldemort came to the Potter cottage and killed Lily and James. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it so special again for Lupin to, mm-hmm. you know, they, he's probably in there thinking about them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I can imagine like, he was so close with yeah. his father. We sometimes forget that. Yeah. In this moment, he's never reached out. Lily, he's, yeah. he's been distant in society. But how many times has he felt like the need to maybe look in or had that, does he feel regret for not checking in? Yeah. Did he ever? come and check in with Dumbledore and say, yeah. is he okay? Yeah. Did he ever go by and figure out where so. he was at? You know, yeah. I, I I can imagine that, that he probably did. Mm. Some people speculate that he even loved Lily. You know, there's that whole fan fic Oh, I think situation. that. <laughs> I, I love Lupin and Tonks, but I mean, Lupin and Lily. People talk fantastic about it a lot. Couple. People are nuts about it. <laughs> Sorry, I, I don't understand it, but I'm also like, okay, I, I, I yeah. Uh, mm. But to me, yeah, I think that he has been itching Mm. as a werewolf does and he's itching <laughs> to to talk to him yeah. about some of these things and so yeah. yeah for sure and we get these little hints again that he's just such a simple and and poor person yeah you yeah. know he's like apologizing sorry i only got tea bags and not real tea right. leaves and it, it feels like you know tea bags are a little cheaper and yeah he apologizes for that and, and <laughs> he makes a joke that oh harry you've probably got enough tea leaves you know for a while yeah but <laughs> and he 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 uh mentions that he was never much of a potion brewer right because we get a snape walks in and brings him his potion mm-hmm. to oh my goodness i'm blanking on the name of the potion um the werewolf potion <laughs> there's a special name for it and and snape is brewing it for him because this he's school the po- year he's right the potions master which is Straight fantastic because not he says it not many people not, know how to brew it right but where does he get it normally yeah i don't know he probably he probably buys it from a certain shop okay. or some sort of supplier yeah. uh, and he has to like discreetly fill out some subscription right. you know wolf spain you know. the wolf spain potion 
So, I mean, it's, the irony, too, is also wild that Snape is brewing this. He he doesn't... I don't think he really dislikes Lupin the most of all. Like, it's, it definitely was James. Yeah. And then Sirius. Yeah. Um, Wormtail, he doesn't really have much respect for. And Lupin, it's really James and Sirius, right? That I he think, has the major yeah. beef with. But Lupin, you were a part of that. And yeah. you were part of that group. And, you know, I, I don't know. No, so, I agree. I think he has the least grudge against remus i think he feels for for i think remus feels for severus actually because he's always very polite and he speaks very highly and respectful of him yeah and again a connection to this day because for snape that's the day when his the love of his life you know was killed yep and kind of because it was his fault and how bad he must feel every single halloween wow and remus is someone who knew lily Imagine Snape it's an has unspoken thing. Imagine Snape somewhere has his own pensive, and he oh, just he, I think he probably does casts his memories in there on October thirty first, and he thinks about his fondest memory, the one in which he conjures his Patronus, you know, Lily, yeah. and the times that he spent with her, yeah. and his, and Harry saw some of those. Him just laying there on his back in the grass, and they're doing little charm spells together as kids. Yeah, I mean that's that's yeah. probably what he thinks about crazy yeah yeah i always i mean i've never really thought about the significance of this day for for other characters in the book but because it's never mentioned really to harry like no they don't bring it up much it's your you know to remember your parents today but yeah no one ever talks about it right to him but yeah uh meanwhile do you have anything else to say about about the lupin harry snape interaction no Hmm. all good Okay, then uh, meanwhile, Romine, Heron, whatever you want to call them, <laughs> just had a whole day in Hogsmeade together. Like oh, date day. They, yeah, date day. Yeah. So cute. And I, I always wonder what they talk about and if they're shy or if they just talk about really deep stuff or if they're more like, you know, a little quiet and like, oh, you want to go here? Yeah, sure. Mm. Yeah, what did they talk about? <laughs> yeah wouldn't that be wild to see them really just as yeah good friend like i don't know that would be interesting to see this writ up you know to see because mm-hmm. yeah they come back from the, from that day and harry says they look like they've had the best day ever mm-hmm. they have rosy cheeks they bring back you know tons of tons goodies of sweets and yep talk about butter beer and they've probably had an awesome day they probably did this might I be wanna, the day that they really like started to fall I in love know, I say i want to think that this is one of the days they really remember as wow this person is awesome wow this person is fun to be around and actually especially if you look at what they they, they've been some having some issues with with crookshanks and scabbers and but on that day they just had a really good day i think Mm -hmm. and like you said maybe that was one of the days where they realized okay i really like to be around this person even without harry Mm -hmm. because sometimes in a in a trio like that it can feel awkward if you're not with the whole trio yeah all of a sudden you do something just the two of you right and it's like uh (laughs) that's kind of weird yeah yeah (laughs) especially yeah, yeah if you're the girl and the boy yeah right yeah yeah and we uh, we get way more harry and hermione interactions right where they just speak alone and really with them you never feel like there's romance involved really it's always been like very serious i love you as a friend i really root for you no matter what yeah yeah yeah, true and and it it, or they're discussing something pretty serious or like harry you should do this or yes 
they're trying to figure something out mm-hmm. normally playing their little right. detective yeah you know game uh yeah and then these times with ron are just out there and there's a yeah. little love brewing i love yeah. it it's great yeah. cute still i think harry was pretty like okay with the whole day how it went yeah for sure i mean he ends up talking to lupin and he ends up you know, learning more about why he stopped him, you know, from the Bogart situation. Yeah. And he makes true, his way, you true. know, yeah. So they catch up on that. Yes. So that was, that, that was, I think, good for him. And mm-hmm. then, um, yeah, I mean, that it's people still believe a crummy in day, but he does, mm. he gets a day to himself to kind of think and walk around and, yeah, and what have you and connect with Lupin, Which can also which be good. nice. Yeah. You know, here's something interesting with that whole bit about the Bogart. Yeah. And what it would have turned into. Right. And they're discussing it. And he says, you know, I, I thought it was obvious that it would turn into Voldemort. Mm-hmm. And I thought, Harry's never seen, except for Spirit Voldemort. Ooh, would the Boggard know what to would turn it have into? turned into Quidditch? Or uh, not Quidditch. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not Quidditch. Oh, you mean Quirrell. Tom Riddle? Oh. Quirrell. Because he's met Tom Riddle, but he wasn't really afraid of Tom Riddle, but... Tom Riddle is Voldemort. Right. I mean, yeah. But would, it, would it have been mm. like what was Quirrell, what scared? Yeah. What was more fearful? To, would it be a shadowy figure, some image? Good question. What would it have have been if if it if his fear was Voldemort, right? Directly, yeah. because w- the Bogart would need to know what to turn into, and that is based upon what's in Harry's mind mm. and how he perceives Voldemort. It wouldn't have just turned into Voldemort, I don't think, unless the Bogart sort of mm. you know senses Voldemort and says, "Oh, I know who that is." Right? How would the Bogart know what Voldemort looks like if not from Harry's memory? Right, yeah. it's pulling it yeah. from your own good points memory. So I thought it was kind of interesting to think about, you know. Yeah. And I think I think the scariest <laughs> thing would have been actually Book One when he faces oh, Voldemort yeah. in the Forbidden Forest. Oh yeah, yeah. Clo- mm-hmm. you know, kind of cloaked, scary. That might have been it. Wraith like, yeah. yeah, thing that he faces. On a happier note, <laughs> I just like the description of the ghosts giving a performance at the Halloween feast at night. You know, it's Halloween. Yeah. After everyone came back from from the village, mm-hmm. and they're having their feast. Yeah. And yeah, the ghosts are just giving a performance. Right. That's right. never really part of the movies or anything, but just to think about how cool is that? Yeah. That they've been preparing, you know. That'd be cool to see in the TV Sir show. Nick and yeah. Yeah. There's so many things with the ghosts that they <laughs> that they do that would just be in the background. Yeah. I would love to see all those things happening in the TV show, like that performance, and then some of the Death Day stuff, and you know, just different things that, that mm-hmm. they there's they're way more prevalent in the book series, so. And of course, it is Halloween at Hogwarts, so something is about to happen. Yes. Every Halloween, something significant happens. And this Halloween, the uh, the Gryffindors are all on their way back to their common room, mm-hmm. and the fat lady isn't there. And I believe her her portrait looks shredded. Shredded. And I mean, first of all, I wonder just how other portraits instructed to still only let you know Gryffindor students or even other students stop in, or anyone who knows the password will be let in. Yeah, no, she did her job. I want to give a shout out to the fat lady because she, she flat out protected that tower. But as he much got as in. She could. Didn't, yeah, but she <laughs> fled. But and, she didn't let him in. And Sirius got in. He just forced his way in. Okay, yeah. But I, she didn't open the portrait. She didn't open and it. Was it. Like, oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. The fat lady definitely, she knows. So I guess mm-hmm. the, when the question is, you know, does she have. 
did she just let somebody in who has the passwords? No, she knows. She knows you're not a student. Yeah. She knows you're not supposed to be there. Yeah. And again, I wonder if it's it's the password, all the like the logic tests and the things to get into yeah. the common rooms. I think they're just little tiny tasks for students. Things yeah. that you have to remember, right? Right. Learn like teaching yeah. you how to yeah. either go through the logic and the riddles or right. with the Gryffindors, like responsibility in terms of like yeah, passwords. Also, that's a very real... How many of you out there right now have been asked by your office job to change your password every six months or every <laughs> yeah, two true. to three weeks? And you, you have to passwords remember I have? <laughs> you tell me How many times we tried to log into something? I'm I like, know. oh, that guy. I know. <laughs> Which of the 50 passwords is it? That's true. is real. It's, cr- it's crazy. Yeah. So there's a real life connection there and J.K. <laughs> Rowling was way ahead on that. Uh, but yeah, Gryffindors, you got to remember your password. Yeah. So, But that's just something for the kids. And then it's like yeah she knows when mm. you're not supposed to be that yeah. she's guarding that passage so you think and, a hufflepuff yeah. could walk up to the portrait and say caput draconis and she would be like no 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 i i actually do think <laughs> that when it's kids yeah you know what i mean because they get into i think it's okay yeah i think you i mean i don't know you know they're so not hardcore though yeah that I know. she would leave neville out there for a whole True. night or did Neville just never try and talk to her and it was just like... Yeah, was she teaching Neville a lesson there? Um, or yeah. And was she too extreme? <laughs> uh, or what's the deal? Yeah. Yeah, good point. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. I think she stood her ground as yeah. well as she could. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, she can't really do much as a portrait anyway, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, except for she has somehow the ability to swing that portrait open. Right. So that's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Could you just say when uh, not uh, what? Uh, Alohomora. Alohomora. Yeah. Could you not just say that and then no, click lock? It's probably some something else. Other magic yeah. involved. Portraits but. or something. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, so full circle back to the beginning uh, was hilarious how Peeves interacted with Dumbledore and just the thought of Peeves being the whole spirit of mischief. Mischief. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah, a poltergeist. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Talking talking to Dumbledore Chaos and showing and respect. Mm-hmm. For the headmaster, sure, oh, like for sure, but still, he your loves mighty chaos. professor head. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, your headships, your headships, sir. It's so great. Yeah, it's it, it's another moment when Fred uh, and George leave Hogwarts. He has that like respect. Yeah, that he that they've earned from yeah. him, and and so he salutes them and says, "Aye, aye right." Yeah. And he's gonna like give uh, Professor Umbridge a, a go for her money, but yeah, he it's really cool because Dumbledore could zip him in i know a bag and just put him over on the side but he doesn't no he doesn't (laughs) but it's it's because they've got this respect but he also knows like ooh, dumble dumbledore is here and i don't want to yeah he is the one person who could put me in check and i'm not going i'm not gonna mess with him it was great yeah so and and really this chapter just just ends with yeah okay we don't know what's gonna happen but we know he just says he drops the name yep uh nasty temper he's got that serious black yeah boom, boom. mic drop yep so and uh with that we're <laughs> also dropping our mics yeah we're dropping our in mics edinburgh. here in edinburgh from the royal mile cool chapter and i i do um it gets better and better you know yeah. i i really i I'm, I'm excited to kind of relive so i'm saying the other day with megan and katie i'm sort of like mm-hmm. i don't remember what like hermione's whole there's things I'm like, I don't remember these things. Right. Yeah. You know, and so for me this has been really fun just to go back and experience all the different 
little side characters and their interactions with the professors and yeah. uh, little extra bits that we get so inundated with the movies. And so this is this yeah. has just been. This is definitely really cool. parts of it that that we don't really experience in the movie because there's just no time, and we hope we get more of it in the show. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, hey friends, don't forget though to send us an outpost. That was great last yeah. time we got a chance to do that. Uh, we will be back in America hopefully soon, and we're planning on that being next week. We're going to LeakyCon. We'll have some updates from there. We'll probably do a special LeakyCon yes. episode for you guys just to chat and talk about our experience if you're there reach out to us at fleur and bill hey yeah you maybe know, we'll record media? something with they have a panel they just did i think mm-hmm. the wizardly world of kent they just yeah. did that festival tiffany was on tv uh, right? yeah apparently yeah well, also well, shout out to her because our ceremony here in germany <laughs> oh with your, with the whole thing started off with a bang yeah. And, a Tiff- and a Tiffany reference. And I, I didn't even catch it because it was all in German. I just heard yeah. the name Tiffany and I thought, wow, this. And they're all laughing. And, and I was it like, was, yeah. Thank goodness Tiffany got pregnant. Thank goodness <laughs> Tiffany got pregnant. Yeah. Uh, hence, I filled in on, on Swish and Flick for three or four episodes. And uh, yeah. There mm. we go. That's my, why we're here. Yeah. My one true love hit me up and said, what's up? <laughs> That's how I did it. Been waiting for you. <laughs> Found you. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, that was hilarious. So I have to tell her about that when uh, when we see her. But she was just on TV, local TV there in in, in Cleveland. That's cool. Fantastic. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, more more coming there. We'll be back uh, with more shorts, more extras, uh, lots of goodies, extra things. We got inspired big time. Lottie's working on some art <laughs> stuff. It's just cool. We're feeling good. We hope you guys are feeling good. We know there's a long update at the beginning. Um, just some cottage catch up. We just want to share and 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 thanks for indulging us and letting us just kind of. <laughs> Share a little bit of our lives and what's going on because we we love you guys and I think it's just like yeah. when we're inspired we want to pass that that energy on yes and and we hope that you know you'll give it back to either us or someone else in your family or your yeah. life maybe you're and, planning a trip now to yeah hope so I mean yeah maybe, truly maybe, if you right haven't already seen it anywhere Google Victoria Street or Road or something like that yeah that's where. I think Diagonale? she got the inspiration, All the inspiration. for it, yeah, yeah. for a diagonally, mm-hmm. and it looks. Ma- I mean, this whole city is just magical, right? So yeah, you yeah. won't regret it. That's for sure. No. So. It feels like a big medieval castle. Just the whole thing. Yeah, it's been great. Okay. Okay. Uh, the bathroom is calling both of us. I can kind of sense that right now on the microphones. Um, but. Uh, that is all for this week. Thank you for tuning in to Shell Cottage Radio ninety four point seven C O Z Y. We hope you'll join us in the future. We thoroughly enjoy meeting new positive Potter people that don't behave like babbling, bumbling, bands of baboons. If you don't want to miss out on the next episode, then be sure to subscribe to our podcast and leave us that review and follow on social media at Fleur and Bill. If you truly enjoy our content, consider supporting our growing wizarding family on Patreon or Apple Premium. You will find all the links down below. Thank you so much to all our current patrons. We appreciate you too, Luna, and back. On our next reread episode, we will continue our journey through Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban with Chapter 9, Grim Defeat. So make sure to tune back in next time. And until then, have a great rest of your week. Thanks for joining us in our shell cottage in Edinburgh, Scotland today. We know it's not much, but it's home.
I something's been a bothering me for a good time now. <laughs> this is sorry. This is hilarious. Who's that? One of them thoughts you just kind of get out of your head. You can push it away for a wee bit, but it'll find you again. Sure enough, you can try and find an outlet. <laughs> you can try. I can't even. This is so. This is so brilliant. Um, you can try and find an outlet, drain it all together, but you can't drain it so fast that there ain't. <laughs> but you can't drain it so fast that there's no more left. It's just brilliant. This is someone has a script that can like help you sound <laughs> Scottish. What? It's hilarious. What are you trying to yeah. say? I suppose you'd be best get straight to the point as best you can. It's just it's just <laughs> the way it's written that it's it's so good. I've already said I've already said I'll go with someone else. <laughs> I'll go. <laughs> with Shut Joe is so Scottish. <laughs> And Harry couldn't help noticing, nervous as he was, that she was extremely pretty. Now you're British. Now I'm, I'm British. Knox. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.